welcome to the 179th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Woohoo! Right! We're back! Talking! Woo! It's really 169, I mean. Episode what again? What are we at? (laughs) Who what? No one knows anymore. Up is down. (laughs) We're we're just all here. Well, starting from the beginning, it's 179. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cool. I'm here. I'm here now. Good. I'm glad. Real quick, I need everyone to not pay attention except for Matt. Booting up YouTube. I took your advice from a couple episodes ago, and Christine and I watched Skeleton Man. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, good. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I have no idea what happened in that movie. Then you watched the right movie. <laughs> Like I said, like the thing about Skeleton Man is not that it's a good movie. It's that it resets your floor for how bad a movie can be. This is true. Like, why did he steal that truck? Don't know. Like, I need to rewatch Mano's Hands of Fate and see which one is actually worse. If you hadn't said at some point you're going to think, hey, am I watching the right movie or did I miss something? And the answer is no. If you hadn't told me that, I would have rewound and forced myself to watch more of that or rewatch more of that. Yet, like halfway through, like everything changes and there's no context. (laughs) It's definitely a movie that seems like it was being written as the movie was being filmed or that they like filmed something and then lost it and they just like made something else up to go in its place. And I think that what Skeleton Man needs is a reboot of Skeleton Man. (laughs) Why? Well, no, just listen. Someone to take the essence of the story and then like write a real story around it. Yeah, like there's there's decent bones to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's actually really funny. But yeah, but it's like there's like people in the woods and they're looking for this person and this bird, like, you know, there could be a movie there, but Yeah, but like the third act is like some kind of plant, like some like steam-filled, pipe-filled plant. We've said too much. If you're out there and you haven't seen Skeleton Man, just don't look at anything. Don't look at the trailer. Just watch it because there's no experience that you're going to get out of Skeleton Man that's going to be better than if you know nothing about it going in. That's true. We have said too much. Go in cold. It's the best way to do it. And like I said before, if you're looking at it and being like, I think I missed Did I fall asleep mid No, you didn't. You're just watching the movie that's there. It was an experience. I will say for a reboot, I would love to see a Zack Snyder reboot of Oh my God. Skeleton Man. Is that just because you want it to be so dark you can't see what's going on? It makes about as much sense as Batman v Superman. So... That's uh, that's fair. I think my favorite takedown of the Snyderverse was like Zack Snyder is a libertarian, therefore he cannot fundamentally understand Superman. And that's why it's so bad. Well, last time we were here, speaking of political systems, y'all were trying to negotiate and influence the regents of Kovlar. K-O-V-L-A-R. I do have a hard time saying it. I'm going to say it very slowly to make it make sense in my brain. Proud of you. But yes, you're trying to influence the leadership council of regents in Kovlar. You managed to get through about half, so five out of the ten, which is good. And then we had to break. So you've just finished speaking with Commander Grokar Hammerstong, and he got very excited when you influenced him. He's the biggest bomber looking guy with the squeaky voice. Yep. Big old long beard, like long for even a dwarf beard, but yeah. So next person who steps up is 
gold hand, wool D iron temper. She comes up and smiles and nods and in a sickeningly sweet voice, you hear them say to you, I am gold hand, wool D iron temper. I am the master of the Guild of Coins. The Guild of Coins is responsible for the matters of finance and trade within the city. Its members manage the banks, issue loans, and regulate commerce. Our guild always welcomes merchants in good standings to its ranks. If you are looking to trade in expensive goods, you may struggle to find buyers if you do not secure a permit from us, the Guild of Coins. My question for you is, what is the best way to make your fortune? <laughs> if I had the fortune, I wouldn't be down here. Am I right? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She does not say that. She does not say that. <laughs> right, I rolled my society check. It's blind, though, so only Sean can tell. Oh, that's right. Let me make my blind society check. I feel like Brianna would know how to run a shop, but it's not like, I'm making a fortune. And I don't know. I'll let you guys do this one. Honestly, if I were to assume from the head of the Guild of Coin, it would be, you know, hard work. Your word is your bond. Do things honestly. Or it could be a protection racket. Yeah. <laughs> the Dwarven Mafia. If you want to have trade into our city, you've got to get a permit from us first, or something might happen to your goods. <laughs> right. Oh, interesting. I got this one. I got this one. Don't worry. Oh, no. All right. So, Matt, you think that crafting is a skill that they value. Knife sword, you think that nature is something that they value. Soraya, you think performance is something they value. And ooh, you think that religion is something that they value. So you huddle up. I think they value crafting, like, like the, the skill of crafting. I don't know. They seem like a religious bunch, you know, wardens of their money gods and blah, blah, blahs. I don't know. There's something about putting on a good performance and being able to sell your skills and your wares. That's something to be considered. Well, who wants to speak about this? I got it. I got it. No problem. Oh, wait, what are you going to say first? Let's let us, uh, what is the word in common? It just grabs knife sword by the collar. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to attempt to scurry off. <laughs> Where? To go talk to the person. No, knife sword, stop. I mean, you have to take like two steps forward if you want to do that. Yeah. But... Well, someone said they were trying to grab me, so I was like... He was like, yeah, just grab Knife Sword by the collar and don't let him step forward. Knife Sword, what are you going to say first? Remember, we're working as a team. I've got their nature in mind. Don't worry about it. I am worried about it, so so spit it out. Can I wriggle out of my shirt? <laughs> Would that be a acrobatics check against, I don't know. I mean, is he grabbed? I mean, technically... <laughs> Who's grabbing him? I thought you said you were grabbing him. It was either me or, or Soraya. Or we both just have, like, each have him by an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> what is your reflex DC for Brianna and Soraya? 32. 33. Okay. Knife Sword, you are held in place. Ah, all right. <laughs> so while this scuffle's going on, Twin Town's going to slip in the front. He says, the best way to make your fortune is to make your fortune to build something with your own hands to craft, shape something from the formless that the earth gives us, or the Galarian, is that what they would say? <laughs> yeah, right? That Galarian provides to make something of value, of beauty, and that way you can 
trade, you can make those things desirable and uh, provide a service that people will value. So I forget, do we roll the skill that we think it is or do we roll diplomacy? You roll the skill you think it is or you can roll diplomacy. All right, so I rolled crafting. All right, so see a smile slowly spread across her face. Very good. And with that, she smiles, nods at you and goes and sits back down. That either went really well or really badly. (laughs) So the next person who comes up is a slightly pudgier male dwarf. Kind of waddles up. My name is Sentinel Frastin Stoneborn. I am in charge of the Guild of Faith. The Guild of Faith is uh, virtually the only route to political influence here in Kovlar. The Guild of Faith includes priests, acolytes, and others whose primary occupation relates to their faith. Still, not all religious figures choose to join the Guild of Faith. For example, quite a few devout followers of Torag belong to the Anvilers Guild instead. My question for you is, what does the well-being, comfort, and safety of Kovlar citizens even matter to you? All right, so Twin Talon, you think that acrobatics is a valued skill. Soraya, you think crafting is a valid skill. Ooh, you think religion would be a valid skill. Brianna, you think athletics would be a valid skill. And knife sword, you think society would be a valid skill. So you guys huddle up. We still have knife sword by the elbows. Yes. I'm going to attempt to not huddle. (laughs) Are you going to try and escape? I'm not liberating you. I'm literally holding you. I'm going to attempt. (laughs) Not enough. Okay. I'm huddling under protest. (laughs) Okay. So I think that uh, these religious people probably like being nimble for some reason. I'm kind of getting perhaps not nimble, but perhaps they, they favor the their military, maybe something like that. He's the Guild of Faith, was it? Maybe they have a, some form of religious military of some kind? I don't know. That's that's the impression I was getting. How about the rest of you? Well, I mean, his, his question was about why serving the people is important to us. So I think, I think any of those things could really apply in, in the sense of we can use them to better the community itself. And the same way crafting might, or, you know, being able to supply things for people. Exactly. And I think that what they want is to be able to serve soup to the society. What? Soup! What? What is it with you and soup? I'm hungry. Mm. I fish one of the tarts out of the, the, the bag of halfling kind, <laughs> and I shove it in his gaping maw. It's like a shark eating. It's just swallowed whole, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. All right, I'll, I'll step forward. Okay. Remember, multiple of you can step forward to, to make the check. I guess I only step forward if Brianna steps forward. <laughs> I mean, you have stepped forward because I, I guess I'll step forward with you since we're holding up knife sword. <laughs> I mean, I can just kind of like, I assume I let him go to fish a tart out of the bag. So yeah. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? You've broken the chain. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it will never break. The... Anyway, uh... still not nearly enough. <laughs> ah, <crap. laughs> yeah. So Saraya will step forward and kind of give a little nodding type bow. Well, we have been questing for some time now to better help anyone we we encounter. So if there are struggles happening in your city or if there are people who need help, we find it in ourselves 
as a kind of calling to help others. Some of us do that as a matter of faith. I honestly can't remember if this has come up in any of our other statements before, but we have our champion of surrender here who has been accompanying us this whole time. I myself have recently found a kind of purpose in serving Verasma and helping people to move on to the end that they will be able to rest peacefully in when it is their time. And truthfully, if there is anything that we know, it's that without aid and without helping each other, not much good happens in this world. So we want to use our skills and the things we can do to help those we encounter. And I think almost any skill can be applied to that, as long as you're using it for the good of others. All right, and what do you want to roll? I thought it was crafting, and I talked about skill applications, so we're going to roll crafting. All right. Woo! All right. Does anyone else want to talk? I mean, I'd, I'd like to, as, as the mentioned paladin, but I'm just, I guess I'm confused that once we make that society or perception roll, like, is that what we're stuck with? Like, I still know for sure that it is athletics or could I have been persuaded by my allies otherwise? So all the discovery does is if you use the right skill, it lowers the DC for the secondary check. So like I got performance on the last one. Like I would not have used performance. I probably would have used diplomacy because I'm not trained in performance. Correct. I think you could probably also make an educated guess. Yeah. Like it's the like religious group. So like gut reaction would be like, wouldn't they care about religion? Maybe you could talk about like, I don't know. So I think the check is just to like, do you get to know what those couple skills are that they value above all else? You can always use diplomacy or you can guess and hope that you're right. Got it. I think if anything, Brianna would add on to Soraya's statement of, as my good friend Soraya has mentioned here, the tenets of the Everlight, of the Dawnflower, is to help anyone to be their best. She advocates for safety, for everybody's livelihood, and the good people of this city would deserve no less. So as long as they are innocent and do not follow evil, then they will always find uh, my shield <laughs> to their face. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and soup. And soup, apparently. I shove another tart in Knife Sword's face. <laughs> <laughs> the ASMR I never knew I didn't want. <laughs> never knew. And what skill will you be rolling? I want to say religion, but any time I roll religion, I fail miserably. It's like Tamet has given me his curse of the tuning fork. Fuck it, I'll just do religion as well. Why not? Wish me luck. <laughs> good luck. We're all counting on you. How'd I do? You rolled a number. Cool. <laughs> was it a good number? I mean, it was a number. Our number is inherently good or bad. <sighs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you see this large dwarf kind of nod at you and step back. Oh boy. That did not feel good. <laughs> uh, hang on, I gotta just mark some notes. No! <laughs> that could be good notes. Brianna will awkwardly, like, side glance at Soraya, excuse me, and then take a step back. Yeah, two of them just kind of shovel back into the line. <laughs> so that, like, shrug like we tried. Next, you see a very waifish male dwarf slide on up to the front to speak to you all. And they say, hello. My name is Adorn Stock Dollinger. I am the leader of the Guild of Finery. The Guild of Finery began initially as a guild of tailors and weavers. 
In a factional dispute several centuries ago, it was absorbed by the Jewelers Guild from the Stonemasons Guild. Today, the Guild of Finery concerns itself with the matters of fashion and style. Most of our members only wear the finest of high-quality apparel around the city to advertise their work. After all, even when it comes to high fashion, Kovlar's customers have little interest in clothing that isn't durable, but my question for you is describe to me the most glorious outfit you've ever had the good fortune to wear. Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Make it work. One day you're in, the next you're out. Can you just like whip that out? (laughs) Are you wearing it? I'm wearing it, yeah. It's been tailored a bit, but yeah. I just want this encounter for like Twin Talon to like do a catwalk, do a turn, walk back, and just like that's the role. Yes. <laughs> like Cover Girl starts playing. Yes. <laughs> I have two rolls. Anyone else? I also rolled, but I rolled before Matt posted. Oh, there you are. I see you now. Okay. Also, is this person's name Stalk? Is that what you said this name was? Like like Beanstalk? Or like S T O K Stalk? Yeah, S T O S K. Stocks. Stosk. Stonks. <laughs> Stonks. Hoddle. Uh, all right. So, ooh, you think that religion is important to them. Matt, you are almost 150,000% sure that crafting is a skill they value. I assume nobody has crit succeeded recently because we're supposed to get the skepticism value. Oh, yeah, sorry. Skepticism value, Matt, is two. Haya, you are almost 100% sure that deception is a skill they value. You also think their skepticism level is two. Christine, you are a million D percent sure that performance is a skill (laughs) they value. You also think their skepticism is two. Damn, look at us go. Knife sword. You think that arcana is a skill they value. Oh. And you are quite sure their skepticism value is five. Well, Saria was a million D percent sure. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Also, to metagame a little bit, like the DC is 25 and I have a plus 22. Yeah, I've got a plus 20. So I I feel good that we did okay, that we didn't fail. Yeah. Okay. The Guild of Finery would probably value, like, fine craftsmanship. That's my instinct. And being able to pull it off. You know, you don't want an outfit to wear you. You want to wear the outfit. If anybody's looking fine, if I may, in their outfit, it would be that she'll gesture to Twin Talon. I I think you've turned a a rather gentle and feminine-looking garb into something that definitely displays you and your assets and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your, your abilities. <laughs> your assets. It's true. You've turned my head and my loins. <laughs> you need to go. And she starts to push him up there. Ow, ow. While we were exploring, we came across the tomb of a rune lord. And in that tomb, we found this, you know, kind of like pose and gesture to himself. Cover girl. <laughs> the face in your walk. This finery, a gown of black and gray that while wearing it, it was almost as if someone could see you, but not really know where you were. It hid your body in all of the right ways to make it a mystery, something tantalizing. And 
after we got out of that dungeon, I have had it tailored to myself so that when I move, I'm somewhere in here. But where am I? You don't know. It's hidden. It's mysterious. <laughs> and then he'll like spin around, booty pop, uh, and roll deception. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pop the booty. Yeah, gotta pop the booty. Why are we here if we're not popping booty? <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. You think they're very happy with that response. Again, they nod and they almost glide as if they're barely touching the ground back to their seat. I mean, we can, more than one of us can talk, right? Yeah. You kind of have just always been assuming that one person talks and then we're done. Yeah, sorry. It might be a thing where we hit the threshold and Sean's like, okay, but we don't know. But I think anybody who wants to talk should be able to talk. I am actually going to use diplomacy because I have presentable armor. I have the presentable rune, so I get a plus one to make an impression when that might be important. So Soraya will step up and just gesture and just, no, you did speak about how most people like durable clothing and that's very much true and very practical, but I think, you know, form and function can truly come together and you can still have couture and elegance and, you know, fashion forward thinking, even if you are being more practical. And I think, you know, if you like to instill a little bit of something extra into what you're wearing, you can always have something to make sure that you always look your best. And even if she has been traveling around, whatever, you know, gives a little shimmy shake and like her clothes are immaculate. She looks beautiful and gorgeous with her, all of her big flowing luminous sleeves and her flowing skirt and her studded leather armor. I mean, it is absolutely true that one must look their best at any point in time. And um, the importance of that really can't be overstated. And I will roll my diplomacy with my plus one for my presentable rune. Knife sword, you're still being held. Boom! <laughs> Next up, you see a very skinny, close-cropped beard dwarf kind of come up. My name is Archmage Harmger Narevlin. I am the master of the Guild of Spells. The Guild of Spells welcomes members from all magical traditions. Almost all of our members practice some sort of arcane magic. The guild's most advanced spell work is prominently defensive magic, such as spells and rituals from the Abjuration School. Our members are expected to freely share their knowledge and discoveries with each other, a practice that has enabled our guild to compile a considerable library of spells and magical lore over the years. We don't tend to share that information outside of our guild, as that knowledge in the wrong hands could be very dangerous. My question for you is, what is the most amazing work of magic you have ever witnessed? Oh. Okay, we might actually want to let him go for this one. <laughs> I was going to suggest the same thing, actually. <laughs> What do you think, Knife Sword? Oh, I may have something up my sleeve. Remember, you cannot hurt these people. We're trying to impress them, okay? Yes, please don't reverse the gravity underneath them. I've got something else up my sleeve. <laughs> no tentacles either. I've got a third thing up my sleeve. <laughs> All right. Starting with Twin Talon. You think one of their favorite skills is Arcana, and you think their skepticism is two. Christine, you think one of their skills is Nature, and you also think their skepticism is at a two. Haya, you think that Occultism is a favorite skill, and you also think their skepticism is at a two. Ooh, you think religion is one of their favorite skills, and you'll never believe this, but you think their skepticism is a two. So far, it's the four magic skills. Yeah, the four casting groups. 
knife sword, you think that medicine is a favored skill, and you're pretty sure their skepticism is a three. Knife sword, this is your area of expertise, as they seem to like all manner of magic things. My magic is more divinely based, and I, I know some of us here can do some magic here and there, but I think it is your time here to shine, yes? Just please, please do not hurt them. The question is, what is the most amazing work of magic you have ever witnessed? Not necessarily performed. Yes. I was going to say yours is the most amazing magic I've witnessed. Albeit terrifying, but I think it is you who should speak now. What do the rest of you think? I agree. Sure. Okay. So we're all agreed that they like medicine. No, what? Magic. Magic school. I know they sound very similar, but they were talking about magic. Talk about your arcane practices. Oh, okay. Or occult. All right, I got something. Oh, dear. I'm going to take off my clothes. No. Okay. What? Not all of them, just like the top part. (laughs) All right. So there's knife sword in a loincloth. I'm going to stroll over, confident, and I'm going to go... The most amazing magic that I've ever witnessed is this. And he spins around and points to a tattoo of like a raunchy, slightly undead rabbit on his back. And he's like, this lets me keep my best bud with me at all times. And he's going to like snap his fingers and the rabbit's going to jump off of his back. Brianna's hand immediately goes to the hilt of her weapon just instinctively as it looks undead. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like the really kind of messed up looking rabbit. <laughs> but not actually undead? No, not actually undead. I don't think. Is he? I don't know. Let me pull up his character sheet. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we do have messed up looking creatures following us. Excuse you. <laughs> flesh bird. Flesh birds. <laughs> yes, that pterodactyl. No, he's actually just a rabbit, but he's like crazy looking. Like, you know, bug eyed. Like, he's a hare. He's not a rabbit. It's a hare. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Brim's going to like kind of step back and, and murmur to the rest while Knife Sword is twirling around. Sean, wait, where is this tattoo? Is it a tram stamp? Please be a tram stamp. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and. Yes, and, exactly. Did you guys know he could do this? I mean, there's, there's always a bit of a magical aura about him, but I didn't know that was part of it. I mean, I was going to show off Jasper, but, well, <laughs> Jasper pokes his head out of one of her sleeves. <laughs> Brianna will gently rub his little beak. I just think it's really awesome that, I mean, I could turn the gravity upside down. I could make rocks fall down. I could have tentacles come out of the ground, but this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. All right. Give me a roll and you can tell me what skill you would like to use to convince them. You know, everybody was certain that was... Arcana, and I want to see to pick up on the medicine thing, so we'll go with that. <laughs> they smile and nod, and they look to the rest of the group. Uh, Jasper's going to hop out of Soraya's sleeve, turn into his elven form, and pick up the rabbit. Meal counter's going to scream. <laughs> Why? <laughs> ah, bird! And shot. <laughs> it's No, he looks like an elf. He's an elf now. Yeah, he get, I mean, he can't talk, but he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he sounds like one of the, like, screaming goats, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jasper's just gonna wave at that boy. <laughs> Give me a roll, Christine. Would it be Soraya or Jasper making the roll? It would be Soraya. Okay, and we're gonna use Arcana for that. All right, anyone else? Nah. I mean, how can we top that? Right. It's true. I pulled a rabbit out of my... Well, never mind. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, does the rabbit stay out or does it like hop back onto your back? I think I'll stay out for now. All right. So next up comes High Physic Natchi Dollinger. She is very small for a dwarf with long black braided hair. And she looks at you and goes, 
I am the master of the Physics Guild. The Physics Guild is a union of many other smaller guilds whose work pertains to health and the body. Our guild comprises of alchemists, barbers, chefs, doctors, farmers, and herbalists. Because our groups are sometimes at odds within our guild, members have an unspoken agreement to always select a regent who can present a nuanced view of the guild's perspective. Oftentimes, we are consulted when the tempers of other guilds flare when they are having an issue with each other. My question for you is, let's say that your best friend has been having a hard time. What do you do to cheer them up? Saraya just takes Ooh's hand, kind of like, leans on her a little bit. <laughs> Ooh's blushing. She's like, I know you've been having a hard time. I've been trying to make you feel better. Do you want to talk or should I? I mean, you haven't said much. If you want to talk, go ahead. I'm not much of a talker in these places. What? I go for treasure, <laughs> not for politics. I don't know thinking about love languages and communicating with people. Gift-giving, acts of service. Well, you're the one who's gift-giving all the time. It's like your forte. You're like Schmanta Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Of gift-giving. How do you want to roll uh, perception or society? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Perception to find out with the Santa Claus analog. and. (laughs) All right. So, Matt, you think that... Arcana is one of their favorite skills. Brianna thinks that deception is one of their favorite skills. Cool. Do I have cancer? No, no, you don't have cancer. <laughs> Little white lies. Knife sword, you think society is one of their favorite skills, and you're pretty sure that their skepticism is a four. Soraya, you think that thievery is one of their favorite skills. And ooh, you think medicine is one of their favorite skills. They're doctors, right? I think medicine is probably their their jam. Yeah, I think it's something else, but I it's so dumb I immediately forgot what I thought it was. <laughs> I think they like lying. I hate this game. <laughs> well, you know, like in that vein, you know, if you want to do like a little sleight of hand trick and make things vanish and appear again and you no, know, here's your bowels and they're gone. Surprise. These people seem to be more in common with Brianna treating our wounds and Soraya brewing up like alchemical remedies. The two of you probably have more in common with this group. Why don't you talk about your personal experience or what you two would do? To cheer someone up? I guess, using your skill set. Brianna will be like, uh, okay, I I might have something. Oh, oh boy. So Brianna will step forward and incline her head and say, it is admirable that a guild of medicine and of repute would also find important the health of the mind and of one's soul, which is... I'm guessing why you have chosen this question. In my experience dealing primarily with my group's wounds as we have faced many battles, it is not one solution that fixes everybody's problems as everybody's physiologies are different. So it would not be any different with their minds or their souls. You would have to try and cater to what they would like. And the first step in that is is to have a, a conversation and an attempt to assess what the issue here would be and what they in turn feel they would need if they do need cheering up, allowing them to take the helm 
as it were, in their own mental well-being. If they need time to simply reflect, then knowing that I am nearby, I'm hoping would help or a distraction. I'm more than happy to try and do that as well. Otherwise, I think I, I simply would treat it as a, any other medical malady. He says despondently like a doctor and start writing a prescription in her scribble for, sorry. <laughs> You know she's a doctor because you can't read what she wrote. <laughs> well, it's not up to her to read it. It's up to everyone else to figure it out, right? Good luck! <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll medicine. She will then kind of take a step to one side and gesture to Soraya to come and join her. Step forward and... Well, it, it is much like, like Brianna said if, and when it comes to... You know, helping cheer someone up. I think absolutely knowing what they're going through is one aspect of it and what will make them feel better is another. And that really comes down to the bonds that you have with people and how quickly you can get to know them and what you can do to hopefully alleviate whatever is ailing them, whether that's lending a, a listening ear or providing something that might make them smile based on what they've been going through. If there's something you can provide them that will alleviate some of the stress or strain or just take their mind off things for some time. So it really comes down to paying attention and really looking after those that you're, you're closest to. I don't think it was one that we got, but I'm going to take a guess at society because we live in a society, folks. All right. You see them nod and again, step back to their chair. Finally, the last person steps up. He looks very gruff and he moves slowly to the position to speak. He has long red hair, red beard, red mustache, just very, very pale as well. Compared to the rest of the underground dwarves, he is very pale. And he says, my name is Mountain Heart Holoran Chiselrock, and I am the leader of the Stonemasons Guild. The Stonemasons Guild, second only to the Anvilers Guild, in size and influence, is responsible for most of Kovlar's construction and renovation. Most of our members focus primarily on architecture, though a minority specialize in creating public decorations such as fountains and sculptures. The Stonemasons Guild works closely with the Guild of Faith to commemorate the dead, creating sanctified urns, and creating grave markers to help Kovlar's people remember the stories of their ancestors. We also try and maintain close ties with the Guild of Spells, which weaves defensive wards into our most significant creations at no cost as a collaborative effort to protect the city. My question for you is, what should you, outsiders to Kovlar, be allowed to meddle in our affairs? Metal. <laughs> wow. Okay. Didn't we answer something similar? I think that was why we would do to help or why we would want to help. I think this is a little bit more in the vein of why should we let you and like, should we trust you? No. I mean. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Hmm? Huh? The minute that he says anything about architecture, Brianna will do the oh, face yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to Talon. <laughs> Matt, you think that intimidation is a skill that he values. Christine, 
you think that crafting is something that he values. Ooh, you think society is something that he values. Brianna, you're not sure. And Knife Sword, you're pretty sure that survival is something that he values. You also think that his skepticism is a one. Anybody make anything of this guy? I'm a bit taken aback, I think, by his uh, abrasiveness. I'm not sure. The only thing I caught was architecture, which then she'll point at Twintalon. I feel like he's a trusting sort that likes camping. <laughs> what do you can fill him in on all of the comfort that you've recently acquired for just that? <laughs> I think he likes architecture, which shows strength and is imposing to their enemies. Well, and you know, with with everything that they were talking about with grave markers and, and building, I think, you know, they take great pride in their craft as well. Someone else ought to take this one. I feel like I've done a lot of speaking. So we have given testimony, if you will. We've given our opinions, our thoughts to all of the council here. We come to this place to stop an evil group that we have fought and beat back in the past. But I think that for them to take hold here... They would have to have the help of someone from inside because your society is so tightly knit. For an outside group to make inroads here would be very unlikely. Your architecture itself is is built like your society to support. And from looking from outside, it is intimidating how that all works together from the building architecture to the architecture of the way that you work as a group that... This is an impenetrable fortress, and it's obvious from the outside. I don't know if knowledge architecture applies. No one said anything. He said the word architecture. Architecture. If I can use architecture lore, even though it's not as good as some of my other skills, I want to because I've got this architecture lore skill. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, go ahead. You have some bonuses. I'm just not telling you what they are, so. Okay. Yeah, would anyone else like to step up? Do we want to give the goblin the chance to speak? Eh, he already doesn't like us. It's the worst that could happen. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to put my clothes back on. But I'd just like to say there's nothing like a crisp, clear afternoon around a campfire with your tent securely designed and built and a hot, bubbling pot of soup on the fire. Is he flirting with this guy? I don't know. Wink, wink. I'm just saying, there's nothing better, right? <laughs> what are you rolling to convince them? Survival. <laughs> so he kind of nods and slowly walks back to their seat. And with that, we are going to end this episode here. Oh, man. Cliffhanger. How did we do? Aww. How riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Can I put my clothes on? No. <laughs> well. I'm just afraid I'm going to forget <laughs> next week. Yeah, I know. You probably will. And Knife Sword's going to run around here in a loincloth the whole time. Don't let me forget to remove your armor and bonuses from that, too. So <laughs> hopefully Brianna is still holding on to the collar of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Please visit us at crackedeyepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. 
Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs>